Before we jump into the show today, I'm going to get a little serious. I want to talk about Black Lives Matter, a movement that's going on in my country and the world. For hundreds of years, there have been people that have been pushed and kicked and pushed around and just belittled for the color of their skin. And obviously, this isn't right. There was a man named George Floyd who got kneeled on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, killed on the street in cold blood by a police officer. This set off some of the biggest protests we've ever seen, ever, in America, and across the world, actually. It's because people are fed up with this uh, just system, this systematic racism. And I hear a lot of people, and I see it all, almost far too often here, people just say things like, all lives matter, and things along those line, lines. Like, of course... If you think about it, all lives do matter, right? But how do all lives matter if black lives don't? And you're going to say, oh, haha, you know, whatever. Of course they matter. All If I say all lives matter, of course they matter. Then prove it. Prove it. Go out there. Join a protest. Show that the black lives matter. Show that your fellow man, woman means something to you. Your neighbor. This it's crazy guys like show some compassion that's all i'm asking and if you can't get out to a protest if you can't support in any other way what i'm going to say is give some donations to black life matters whatever you feel comfortable giving whatever you can do because this movement matters and it's not going to end it's continuing until there is some systematic change and to be part of a systematic change, you have to prove that you care. Love one another. It's not that hard, guys. Like Martin Luther King once said, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So stand up for what's right and show that black lives do matter. Now let's get into the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the podcast all about video games, entertainment, and other things that I love to share with others. I love it so much that I like to spew it out of my mouth. That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Spewing it. Just spew that energy. Okay, I'll stop saying the word spew. Anyway, welcome to the show, guys. This is, of course, Frantic Thoughts. This is episode 102. Another two weeks have passed, another two weeks here I sit, and we're going to be talking about what I've been up to this week to start off the show, including something that happened literally today. And this is actually inserted after the fact, this intro, I recorded some of these segments earlier in the week, but today I got hit by a car. Yeah, I got hit by a car today. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, so basically on Fridays, I usually do like a mid-shift at work. I was going to go into my car, sit down and eat some food. Just take a little break. Then I was going to go back in and work. Right, so I'm walking in the parking lot, uh, minding my own business. I'm off to one side. And just out of nowhere, just like... I don't know how to describe it, right? It kind of felt like... It was so fast. It was like Sonic the Hedgehog came by and slapped me across the side or something. It was so freaking fast. It didn't knock me over. The car didn't knock me over. It hit me on the left-hand side of my body. Um, I'm pretty sure the rearview mirror or the mirror on the side of his car or her car was a woman. 
hit me in the shoulder and the, the right hand side of their car hit me in the hip and the tire ran over my shoe and luckily didn't get any of my toes. So my, sh my feet are a little bit sore, slightly bruised. Uh, nothing else is bruised really and the pain isn't really that bad now. But at the time it was really insane, right? So I'm walking and then just boom, like out of nowhere. And then I look up, I'm like, what the hell? And I drop my sandwich and my freaking drink in the bag. And I look up and the car's ahead of me. And the lady's getting out all like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. And I got her, inf her info and I'm shaking and the adrenaline is going to my head. And I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? I cannot believe this just happened. Holy shit. I'm freaking out. Go into the car and I call Sierra. And I'm like, oh my god, this happened and all this happened. And needless to say, I did all the things I needed to do. And I went to the doctor and I'm okay. And it was uh, insane, man. Like, it's a weird feeling. Um, I've had these feel this feeling before of adrenaline. Like, it's pure adrenaline where your whole body doesn't know what to do with itself. And it really heightens your emotions for a little bit. So I was, like, very pissed off. I was angry and I couldn't really calm down. I was like... <laughs> I was like breathing deeply. I was like, holy shit, I'm so angry right now and I can't stop being pissed off. So that happened. I got hit by a car. I didn't get knocked over. I didn't get concussion. I didn't break any bones. I didn't die. So I am lucky. Crazy situation. I uh, won't forget it anytime soon. I'm sure I'm going to feel it tomorrow when I wake up in the morning. But yeah, it's uh, it was crazy, man. Oh, man. Um. We'll get off this topic, but hey, at least whenever I'm joking around with people, I'm like, how do you feel today, Josh? I'll be like, oh yeah, I feel like I got hit by a car. I'll, I'll have that freaking <laughs> experience and I'll be able to be like, yep, I know how that actually feels and I'll have that point of reference there. Whenever I make that type of joke, okay, this is getting dark, but yeah, I'm fine, guys. But I can say uh, I got hit by a car today, I guess. I got hit by a car once in my life. Not a fun time. Not fun crazy more more than anything and it mostly just scared me more than anything else Whew. but yesterday was the playstation 5 reveal event it was kind of an interesting day um and this is why this segment is recorded later because i wanted to talk about the playstation event and what happened yesterday and it just didn't i just ran out of time yesterday it was a long day so yesterday i started at 4 a.m thinking okay i'm gonna start work 4 a.m i'll get off by 12 one two and then i can be home by three and watch the playstation reveal with my brother work 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 they give me more stuff to do work 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 they gave me more stuff to do and then i end up leaving at like 3 30 basically and having to watch it after the fact and not live ended up not really affecting me too bad but i had to drive home get justin my brother and then go back to the house and watch it with him and by the time I was done, it was like 6.45, almost 7. And then I had a podcast I was going to do with the Cartridge Club about the reveal at 8. And I was like, well, I barely made it, right? So I had a very long day. So basically ended up working, getting up at 3 a.m. And then probably going to bed about 1 after everything was said and done yesterday. Um, but the PlayStation 5 reveal event was pretty awesome. We're going to go ahead and talk about that for just a little bit here in this next section. So PlayStation had an event, uh, it was delayed because of all of the things that were going on last week with the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, all that stuff. They didn't want to uh, just overshadow some of the black voices in the community and all of that things. It makes perfect sense to me. That's that's kind of cool to do. It's a nice symbol, nice gesture to do. So they delayed, delayed that to this week and it was awesome. It was one of the best reveals I think I've seen of one of the best presentations I've seen from any game publisher, any developer in quite some time, man. Like I think they hit it nail on the head on this one. Um, they had, they start the thing off with a banger, right? They have Spider-Man Miles Morales, which 
there was some controversy this morning. Like some people were like, "Oh no, it's the PlayStation Four version with an expansion." And then not not Naughty Dog. Um, what is it? Insomniac had to come out and be like, "No, it's a standalone game." kind of similar to what they did with Uncharted and Lost Legacy. So it's the same universe, same characters, but it's more focused on Miles Morales and it's his side story or a continuation of the storyline from his point of view. And then I'm hoping that that carry o- carries over to an eventual number two official sequel in a couple years, which is more full-fledged where you play both characters, which be would be nice like to have it tied together. Really nice trailer. The graphics are very much upgraded if you compare it to the PlayStation 4 version, and that game already looked beautiful. They only showed maybe like a two-minute snippet of, you know, some CG gra- uh, cutscenes and a little tiny bit of like what could be gameplay. Um, they improved the facial animation for Miles. His face looks a lot nicer and cleaner. I think I feel like they really are going to go in and fix the character models, because to be fair, in Spider-Man. PS4, the character models' faces weren't 100% amazing. They were they were serviceable. They emoted pretty okay, but they did not look realistic whatsoever, and they kind of had some kind of weird Uncanny Valley feel to me occasionally, and it looks like they're going to clean that up just from this trailer. And then it shows it's going to have, like, New York and the entire city cityscape in a snowy, holiday-themed, you know, world, or holiday-themed time period and that's going to be pretty fun to swing around in and be miles morales with his powers he has like invisibility and like electricity and stuff like that that's gonna be cool add that to the arsenal of spider-man it's going to be very interesting to me and i'm glad they're going this route so i'm assuming this won't be a full 40 dollar like it won't be a 60 dollar game it'll be like a 40 dollar experience gonna release on the playstation 5 at launch you know it's gonna be a launch game um as soon as i saw this i'm like I'm getting it. PS5, 100%. It's lock. I have to have the system to play the new Spider-Man. I have to have it. Spider-Man PS4 is one of my favorite games of this generation. It's definitely my favorite game on the PlayStation 4. And that's saying something. There's some freaking bombs. Some amazing. Some fantastical games on the PlayStation 4. And this is one of those ones like, I gotta play it, man. I gotta play it. Um, So they had that. They had a new Ratchet & Clank that's basically built off of the reboot of the PlayStation 4 version. That engine kind of expanded out to this like cool like trans-dimensional exploration game with Ratchet & Clank where you can instantly teleport between dimensions and it's showing how fast they can load in assets. That's pretty cool. It looks really fun. Very Ratchet & Clanky, which is good. I love the gameplay for Ratchet & Clank. It's super fun. Super charismatic characters very fun gameplay and they showed some gameplay here and it looks like just it looks like an updated version of that playstation 4 game but playing it with hdr and 4k that original one on playstation 4 already looked beautiful (laughs) so i know this is gonna look awesome there was a lot of examples of ray tracing if you go back and look at the trailer like there is like in in world like uh what's it called reflections and all that all sorts of things like that it looks really cool like i think that game is going to be awesome and ratchet and clink's a great series um i'm not going over every single game i don't have, even have a list in front of me i'm going off of memory just so you know and um also if you want more in-depth like super in-depth conversation about this be sure to check out the cartridge club youtube channel we did a breakdown of this way 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 in depth with me uh, Dean, Round 2 Gaming, Ryan, Rocket Sauce, and Caleb J. Ross. We went and we talked all about this stuff. And it's always fun to talk to those guys and do those type of breakdowns for the Cartridge Club. I just think it's fun because we just get to nerd out and go into the minutia and the stuff that you really want to just talk about and just dive deep into. But those were two of my highlights for this reveal. There's a lot to this thing. Uh, every single game they've revealed here... There's two duds for me that I don't really care about, but I'm kind of glad they're there. The two duds were they showed Gran Turismo and NBA 2K. I don't care about those games, but somebody out there does, and that's awesome. They showed it. Great tech for both of them. That dude in NBA was super sweaty and looked very decently photorealistic, and there were god rays on sweat, and he was sweating, dribbling a basketball. I guess that's fun to somebody. 
Uh, anyway, uh, there's some cool games. There's like Solar Ash from the creators of Hyperlift Drifter. There was like a Dragon one, not Dragon, uh, Dinosaur one. What is the name of that one? I don't remember. It was like very cartoony, dinosaurs, coming of age story, and at the apocalypse or at the extinction of dinosaurs. What is that name? I'm gonna look it up live. I haven't. I don't do this very often. Dinosaur game. PS5 reveal. Goodbye Volcano High. I cannot think I could not think of that game. See, this is why I should have notes for this. Anyway, that looked really cool. I like the look of it. Um very cartoony and very life is strange vibes to it, which is nice. Um and then I said a Hyperlight Drifter guys had something and I didn't say what it was. It's called Solar Ash and it's a 3D like hack and slash style game has a really nice art style very cool uh there's another one called kenna or kina kina kenna uh it's kind of like a it's hard to describe it's kind of studio ghibli esh esque esque esh style of uh animation and style uh I'm, my mind is melting it's literally melting right here it's like studio ghibli esh style and whimsicalness uh, it's like a kind of like a hack and slash style game. Not really hack and slash, more like an action adventure. That's what I should say. But that looks very cute and lovable. And then there is a game called Bug Snacks with an X. It has a very catchy theme song and looks very weird. It's from the creator of Octodad, which I really appreciate that game. I think it's super funny and hilarious and ridiculous. And this looks like it's continuing that tradition of that style of game. Definitely look forward to playing that. Uh, it's not exclusive to PlayStation 5. We found out it's on PlayStation 4 as well. Uh, and we had Bethesda there. They show Deathloop, which is basically Dishonored, but with some kind of 70s-ish jazzy flair. And it's a time travel storyline. And it has some kind of immersive multiplayer elements to it. And that looks freaking fantastic. I love Dishonored. The gameplay systems in that game are just so... just interesting and fun to play play around with this game has basically a similar teleport function it has the stealth elements the whole thing the whole thing is basically predicated on one day where you die and you have to repeat the day over and over again kind of like groundhog's day and you have to kill different assassination targets in that day and then die and repeat and kill another one and do it again and then there's a rival that has a similar power as you and if you want, you can become that rival and go invade other people's games. Or you can turn that off and not have people invade your game. And you try to kill each other. And it has that multiplayer aspect to it, which is pretty fascinating. Um, kind of interested to see that, how this played out, plays out. And it comes out with the PlayStation 5. It's a release, ga release game for the PlayStation 5 as well. So I'm going to be picking up a lot of games this fall. Um, this year is stacking up for games for me. For games that are particularly interesting to me <laughs> like this is if they release a batman game this year if the batman game comes out this year this is going to be josh's year for games that just like tickle his uh, ball sack you know and i'm i, I mean me i'm referred referring to myself in the third person tickling my own ball sack because of all the video games here okay i'll stop talking about ball sacks ball sacks ball sacks <sighs> i can't get off of it i can't get off of it i have like marbles in my mouth and not okay i'll stop Stop, stop. Okay. I got very sidetracked there with ball sacks. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Um what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Bethesda games. We had Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh surprisingly look like a horror Tokyo themed game with Bioshock controls, Bioshock powers. It looked interesting, to say the least. I want to see some more from it. But I'm keeping my eye on, it, eye on it, and it's actually a PlayStation 5 exclusive limited window game. Same with uh, Deathloop, but uh, they're both PlayStation 5 exclusives in my heart. So, they also showed Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or Horizon Forbidden West. Man, that game. That was the game I looked at, and I got like, whew, I got a little hot and bothered watching that. Uh, trailer man like it, it was the best graphics I've seen maybe ever like so detailed so beautiful all the specular lighting all the freaking <laughs> shaders and depth of field and just uh 
foliage with the AI. The foliage has, looks beautiful, like almost too beautiful. Like, is this actual gameplay? I think it is. And oh my God, it looks so good. And oh my God, I can't wait to see this thing on a beautiful TV with the stunning details. And I'm just like, dude, they nailed it. All the games here are just so good. Like, every game they showed at that reveal, like I said, besides those two, I was just like, man, I could play this. I'll play this right now. So, man, they nailed it, and then they showed the box at the end, and I like the look of the box. I think a lot of people don't. If you haven't seen the PlayStation 5 box, I'm sure you have. It's been memed a lot. Go take a look at it. Let me know what you think. But I honestly think it looks pretty cool. Very futuristic very uh in your face and i think that's a little on purpose and i think it's designed a specific way to filter out the air to make it cool because this system is going to run hot when it has all those bells and whistles and all this really raging fast tech there's going to be a lot of stuff spinning there's going to be a lot of stuff going there's going to be a lot of boards that are going to heat up needs a lot of fans so the way to design this with the fans that push the air outward hopefully will not be too loud there's probably going to be some sound involved there. It won't sound like a jet engine while I'm playing Death Stranding, which I've made that joke already in the Cartridge Club podcast. But yeah, here we are. And uh, yeah, it looks very beautiful. Nice blue LEDs, black and white accent colors. And man, I cannot wait to get my hands on a PlayStation 5, guys. Um, day one for me. Uh, I don't make a lot of money. Uh, I'll just be frank with you. I make $15 an hour. That's not a lot of money. Um, Sierra works too. My fiance, she works too we combine money and she has her own money too i don't just take all her money by the way uh but yeah we combine and we pay bills together but still 15 dollars an hour even with the crazy hours of work is not much man so i'm gonna have to save for this but that's the console i'm gonna get if i can afford to get both i'm definitely gonna jump on the hype train and grab both of the consoles but for now my plan is to get the playstation 5 and play the series x games on the xbox one x because i still have the one x here you know and they're not going to be as fast they're not going to look as good probably but if i cannot afford the series x at least i can still play those games if i want to give them a shot that's where i'm at right now that's the headspace i'm at with the next gen systems and man I'm very much looking forward to it i i think console launches are some of the most exciting time periods and this is the first time in like a year or two that it really feels truly like e3 like last year we had e3 it was pretty good i wasn't super blown away by it there were some cool moments nothing was like oh my god but i got that oh my god feeling watching this playstation 5 reveal event and i'm so glad that they nailed it and i really hope xbox does the same because i want to get some more of those oh my god i can't believe they're doing it moments this summer so Without E3, everything's split up and spread apart. So you're going to hear me talk about more of these events going down the line. But like I said, if you want to hear some more in-depth conversation, go check it out at the Cartridge Club YouTube. so we're gonna go ahead and talk a little bit about some games that I was playing in the last week and I finished Death Stranding guys about 41 hours or so give or take and last week or last podcast I told you guys how much I'm loving the game and that never changed I feel fantastic finishing this game like the way they did the storyline the way they pay everything off it went somewhere and it was so satisfying and it had a lot of those little kojima trickery moments and the storyline has this ultimate payoff at the end that just was heartwarming and sad a little melancholy a little hopeful and he just freaking nailed it man i think this is some of his best writing kojima i think it's some of his best writing since the other metal gear games it's better than metal gear solid 4 in my opinion from a writing standpoint not saying Metal Gear Solid 4 is bad by any means. I love that game to death, and I appreciate the fan service in that game. But I think Met Metal Gear Death Stranding has just like such a nice arc to it. Nice beginning, middle, and end. 
I think it's a very complete storyline. I don't think he needs to add anything to it. And it's one of those things where I feel like he had his vision for what he wanted to do. This very weird gameplay system, this kind of interesting strand game, quote unquote, like that's what he likes to actually say. And I can see where he's coming from. This kind of immersive multiplayer style walking exploring game with some interesting and wacky characters and very somber setting and just this very focused storyline with this narrative that does have some meandering elements to it and does have some overcomplicated things in it right that uh he likes to just throw in there and it does have that to it and does have that style to it and does have the really absurd things in there like monster energy drinks being everywhere which I think I mentioned last time. But by the end of the storyline, I was completely fulfilled. I loved every minute of it. I kept thinking about it every day I was working, and I could not get enough of Death Stranding, and it's one of my favorite PlayStation 4 games, one of my favorite Kojima games, and he just nailed it. That's my opinion. I know some people are going to hate on this game. It's kind of like a love it or leave it type of thing. Like, if you don't love it, Within the first uh, three or four chapters, I give four chapters. After chapter four, you're good. I would say if you get through chapter four and you don't like the game, you're probably not going to like the game because that's what the game is. And that's uh, about eight hours in. If you kind of go straight towards it, maybe a little bit less, depending. But anyway, this game is worth your time, in my opinion. At least give it a shot. If you can get it cheap, check it out. I loved Death Stranding. It was such a good game. I wish I could keep playing it, honestly. Like, that's how good it was. Um, and then I dived into Control on the Xbox One. I bought it a little while ago, and that game's really weird and kind of cool. You got, like, sci- psionic powers. Like, was that what it's called? Telekinesis, where you can lift up stuff with your mind. Uh, it has a really interesting, stark, and bleak color style to it. it has, like, very... Um, I was surprised, right? They don't have HDR in this game. Like, I was very surprised seeing that because there's a lot of moments where it has such striking imagery. If they added that color contrast with HDR, I think it would just stick out so much. But the developers focused more on implementing ray tracing tech into the engine. So I know it would look even better on, like, a PC or they're porting it to the next-gen consoles or they're making it playable and or whatever they're going to do. So there'll probably be ray tracing on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The game's very fascinating. I'm about three to four hours in. And I think it plays pretty good. Um, I haven't been too irritated with it yet. It's just not hooking me yet. But I do want to stick with it until uh, next week when Last of Us 2 comes out. That's kind of like my in-between game right now. Just kind of messing around with that. If I end up falling off, I fall off. But I do want to try to play through it. I think it's a cool game. Um, I like the settings. There's some really weird and funny like journal entries and stuff to read. And so far, I'm enjoying that and the stories in the universe. Um, very weird and just kind of... Uh, I don't know how to describe this one. It just has this like feel to it. like This kind of uneasy feel to everything in that game. Which I really appreciate. And I look forward to playing some more of it. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing recently in the last couple weeks and next week is last of us part two so uh we'll be talking about that for sure on the next podcast because that is my most anticipated game right now and it's getting a ton of good reviews And before we wrap up the podcast today, I do want to talk about some movies I've been watching recently. And today, I want to talk about all of the View Askew Kevin Smith movies. So what is the View Askew Kevin Smith movies? What are they? What's their deal? What makes them tick? (laughs) Uh, Kevin Smith in the 90s. He was a young kid working at a convenience store. And he decided to make a movie called Clerks. And that movie gained some traction and it kind of kicked off his movie making career. And Clerks is basically about two guys having a very insane day at a day. You know, it's a mundane day of them working at a gas station 
or like a convenience store. It's not ex exactly a gas station. There's no gas pumps. It's a convenience store. They're working at a convenience store, and they do a bunch of uh, hijinks ensue, right? Things happen. They play hockey on the roof. Uh, they go to a wake. Um, some chick bones a dead guy. You got to watch it. You had to be there, I guess. But yes, uh, Clerks is a really uh, fun movie. And even though the way I described it wasn't fun. But yeah, he started making more movies. And then he started tying them all together to form this universe, basically. Kind of like Marvel before Marvel. And I decided to watch through all of these movies again. And what inspired me to do so is uh, one of my favorite podcast groups, Kind of Funny... And they're kind of like love it or leave it for that too. Like you either love them or you don't. I think they have uh, pretty good conversations and I don't listen to everything they do, but I think they're funny and I think they're likable guys and I enjoy listening to their stuff for the most part. So they were doing these uh, View Askew rewatch shows where they would go over every movie and rank them. And I was like, okay, cool. It's a good excuse to go back and wa watch them again and listen to the podcast afterwards and hear some guys uh, joke around about them. They honestly ended up not liking the movies as much as I personally do. And that's a bummer. I, I They liked a lot of them, but they were pretty down on a lot of the movies. And after I leave, left them, I was pretty I was pretty positive. So, I mean, let's see what movies. And uh, we'll kind of go over every movie. Kind of not super rapid fire, but I want to do like a mini view askew review. So, first movie we watched was Clerks. And I thought Clerks was awesome. That's one of my favorite comedies of all times and the reason it is is not from the fact that the acting in the movie is the best and the storyline maybe isn't the best the motivation for the characters maybe isn't the best <laughs> i think it's just because of the charm the atmosphere the relatability for me personally because when i was in high school i saw this for the first time and of course this movie was before my time but i saw it at the perfect time period I had actually just graduated. I was working at a gas station. I was assistant manager. We would goof off in the store, smoke cigars outside the store, uh, prank our uh, our coworker. Like I, I worked with a friend, right? We would literally go to my store when we were off, go to the gas pumps and push the buttons on all the gas pumps so it would make a beep on the inside and annoy one of the guys that we worked with. And... Uh, I would go in there. There was a kitchen. I was actually the manager of the kitchen. The assistant manager was a, the manager of the kitchen. That was the main focus that I would do. I'd go in there, and we made breakfast tacos. I'd make these giant monster breakfast tacos with three freaking tortillas, wrap them bitches up, and eat this giant super burrito every time I worked because I was a crazy kid. And we got free um, fountain drinks, and I had this 100-ounce cup. I would just fill to the brim with slushy. And I was like, here, give me diabetes right now. Just give it to me. And I would eat, eat, drink that entire thing over the course of a shift. So, yeah, I, I really relate to Clerks, even though I just went more in, in detail with myself. Maybe we'll do some stories. I'll, maybe I'll come up with some stories from that time period of my life and talk about it here. Because there's some wacky hijinks that were happening when I saw this movie originally. And I always liked it. Um, I actually saw the sequel first for Clerks, and I, I was like, that was a pretty funny movie. There's a first movie. Let's go watch that. And it was in black and white, and I literally Googled Clerks in color because I didn't know the movie was filmed in black and white. And I was trying to find a color version because I was a kid. Uh, you know, it is what it is. So I rewatched that. And I, basically all these movies I had seen before, by the way, on the, on the view skews. And I loved it just as much as I did back in the day. Give me that warm and fuzzy feeling. Like I said, it's not the best movie in the world, but I think some of the jokes do land. I like the heart in the in the movie. I think the message of the movie is pretty strong, and it kind of ends on kind of a down note a little bit. But I think that Clerks is pretty solid fi film, and I, I give it higher rating because of how it makes me feel and how I remember watching it and that the way the time period I watched it and the film related to my life kind of left the impact on me. So it has a special place in my heart because of that. So next up we have Chasing Amy. And Chasing Amy is a very hard movie to watch. It's a, it's about a man who falls in love with a woman that 
and that's gay. She's gay. And uh, she basically picks him. And they start going out. And he figures out her past and can't get over her past. And they find about it. And it's a very uh, heart-wrenching and a very um, inward-thinking uh, movie. It, I think that when he wrote this movie, he really meant meant well. I feel like there's a lot of very complicated subject matters that when he wrote the script for this film that he kind of didn't really understand right when it comes to a female point of view i truly don't understand the female point of view i'm not saying i do i just saying that i don't think when kevin smith wrote the script for this movie that he completely understood like the gay viewpoint right and so there's a couple things that get lost in translation in this movie particularly particularly the ending which is kind of weird kind of makes you uncomfortable but honestly i do think a lot of the moments in this movie that make you feel uncomfortable add to the message of the movie all in all and this one speaking of ending on a down note ends on a super down note um that does pay off in other of the view of skew movies because everything ties together of course not my favorite but i do enjoy it for what it is and actually i do think i skipped clerks not clerks uh mall rats i, sk- I skipped mall rats but it doesn't matter mall rats i didn't like it as much this time and i watched this movie twice and i'll tell you why because i watched the extended edition they added like a lot of footage that they had cut from the original edition that makes this movie super overlong and not as good so I watched that version. I was like, this movie is boring. I was bored. I was like, what the hell? And then there's like nuggets of funny parts and parts I remember like, oh yeah, this, it fell off, right? I watched it. And then I discovered, oh shit, I watched the wrong version. So I went back and watched the original version, but the watching the extended version kind of tainted my view of the original a little bit, even though I still think it's a fun movie. Uh, it has one of the very first Stan Lee cameos in it, which is fascinating. Um... But the movie is kind of just a cheesy, kind of overblown comedy with not very much substance to it. I do think there's some good moments in it. I do think it's generally a fun watch, but it's just not like top comedy material in my opinion. I think it's okay. It's, it's a decent movie. Uh, I used to like it a lot more when I was a little bit younger. And then maybe next time I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it more because I always go back to these movies and enjoy them again. Um I'm taking a little while to go through these, aren't I? It's, that's fine. Uh, let's see. We have Dogma, which is one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. I think it might be my favorite Kevin Smith movie, period. Um, it has Alan Rickman in it, Chris Rock, freaking Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, of course, and then, like, Jane and Silent Bob, of course, the characters that are on all of these movies. And it's about Catholicism, demons, and uh, basically there's two demons that are try are these two fallen angels that are trying to get back to heaven trying to uh go against the word of god and they know if they do this it's going to end the world it's kind of like they have to get to them and stop them and it's crazy uh alan rickman's the word of god um we got um george carlin in there as this like um new age pope like figure new age catholic catholic priest type figure and um, that's where you see buddy christ if you've seen the uh jesus christ figure that has like a pointing finger and like winking at you that's buddy christ that comes from this movie um very fun movie very hilarious has a nice message is very poignant and i think the acting is very good in it and it's one of his best movies i always enjoy watching this one it's just a good time from front to back in my opinion and what else we got we got there's a lot of these jay and silent bob strikes back where he goes deep into his back story of all the back history of all his old show movies and combines everything into kind of a clusterfuck of a road trip movie with jay and silent bob which are the usual side side ca- uh side characters they don't have a lot to say they're kind of just there they do little bits here and there but they focus the entire movie on them in this and it kind of falls flat a lot of times. I think it's funny at times. I think that it's mostly just dick and farts jokes. And they kind of joke about that. And they look at the camera and make fun of you for watching it. And it's okay. I think that, uh, honestly, I uh, can take it or leave it. I mean, I've watched it a few times, obviously. But it's just fine. 
I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then next up we have Clerks 2, which I had fond memories of. I thought this movie was hilarious and very good and just awesome. Back in the day when I first watched it, I thought it was freaking awesome. And then I go back to it and watch it now and it was kind of like not as good as I remembered. There's some good nuggets of acting. There's some good writing in there, but there's some really poor choices with comedy, man. There's like a whole five minute section where... Uh, the titular character of Rand Randall Graves, right? One of the two main characters is saying racial slurs, like a lot of them, the N word, whatever you could think of just over and over and over again. And they all start saying it and it's not funny. It's just uncomfortable. It's cringy. And I'm just like, why is this in this movie? Like the movie is actually pretty fun. You kind of get into it. They're they're old now the guys in the they're getting older you know they're like oh i mean 40 is not old but they're almost 40 i'm gonna say they're old for being where they're at in life they're still working not at the convenience store the convenience store burns down so they end up working at movies which is in this universe like mcdonald's basically so they're working at mcdonald's basically and they're 40 something so they're losers they're unlikable. They're even more unlikable in this. Randall is kind of hinted at being a pedophile at one point, saying he's preying on teenagers. And it's just, there's a lot of weird and bad, cringy jokes in this movie that just do not land. Um, Kevin Smith's wife's in here. She was actually in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back as well. And she is okay. She kind of doesn't fit the role very well. I'm just not a huge fan of this movie after rewatching it, man. Like the ending was actually pretty good. Like the last 30 minutes, um, there is a donkey show at the end. Start right there until the end. It's actually pretty fun. And then like a little bit at the beginning, a little bit like there's like maybe 10 scenes like interspersed throughout 50 scenes that are actually entertaining it would make a good movie but the other scenes kind of bring the whole movie down in my opinion and i did not have as much fun watching this as i used to which really bummed me out but you know it is what it is there's still some cool moments in there some moments i actually really appreciate some moments i do feel the emotion but all in all i'm just kind of like eh, it was all right i know this is very long guys uh if you've never seen these movies i'm probably talking over your head at the moment but i do recommend watching them and then the last one for now it's jane silent bob reboot which just came out last year and i had watched it in theaters when that was a possibility when we could go to the theater you know i watched it and when i saw it originally i thought it was just okay like i thought okay they went back they went back to the well a little bit. They kind of did a reboot of Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, but it really wasn't. Uh, Jane and Silent Bob gets a Jay from Jane and Silent Bob gets a kid, and it's kind of about him figuring out he's a dad and coming to terms with that on top of this reboot setting. And it's funny. It has really good moments. Um, not 100% amazing, but I like it a little bit more than I like Strike Back. But I think that on a second viewing. I appreciated it a lot more than the first one because the first one I was like, yeah, this is okay. It was pretty good for, it was like basically like for a Kevin Smith fan, that was pretty good. And actually a kind, there's a lot of stuff that you will not get. And it will, a lot of the jokes will just go over your head. If you don't know just way too much about Kevin Smith, because I used to listen to all of his podcasts when I first started my uh, first overnight gig, I used to like listen to all of his stuff like ravenously. I listened to all of his podcasts all of his Hollywood Babylons and Fat Man Beyond or Fat Man on Batman at the time. I used to watch watch and listen to all of his stuff. I was just really into his like style, his personality, and his humor. You think he's a very likable guy. He's very good at podcasting. And so I was really into it. So I know way too much about Kevin Smith. So watching this, I get all the little in-jokes, right? He makes fun of his side movies like Tusk, which is a really weird movie where a guy gets turned into a walrus, literally. And uh, Yoga yoga Hosers, which is about, I don't even know. That movie looks so bad, I haven't seen it. I will eventually watch Yoga Hosers, but that movie does not look good. Whew. Anyway, he makes fun of himself a lot. Very a lot, very self-referential, re referencing his old movies. And all in all, I do find this movie a lot of fun. 
and enjoyed it quite a bit this time. There's a lot of heart and there's a really good tone to it and message at the end. We have some cheesy jokes like, like here, here's one for example. They meet up with a guy from Mallrats, Brody, and he's like, "There's no Mallrats here anymore." Speak like talking about kids. He's like, "But there are real Mallrats," and he throws a shoe and kills a rat. Ha ha ha. Bad jokes. There's a few bad jokes like that. Uh, like Silent Bob has his phone. He'll like tap it like a lot. Like, you know, he doesn't talk, obviously. His name's Silent Bob. So he'll be like tapping his phone and then he'll show one emoji after like 10, 10 20 seconds. Just and then he'll show his phone and there'll be emoji on there. And they do that bit like a bunch of times and it does not work and it does not land. Um, but that, all in all, I do enjoy that movie and I enjoy all these movies. Um, I think my favorite one is Dogma at this point. Uh, and Clerks is tied. Dogma and Clerks are pretty much tied for my favorite. The rest are like pretty good too. Eh, two. Eh. But that is my review of what is it? Two, four, six, eight movies. Yes. No, seven movies. That was my review of seven Kevin Smith view askew movies. Um, check them out if you want. If you didn't care and you skipped this part, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to talk about it. That's what I've been watching lately. Um, and then I also finished up what's the name of that show? Kim's Convenience. And I want to recommend this real quick. Um, it's a Canadian show. It's about a Korean family that own a convenience store. Kind of kind of ties into Kirk's, huh? Not really. But um, it's very heartwarming, very cute, very fun. Has a, All the characters have great dynamics. They're all very good actors. And I really enjoyed the show. It's a very fun sitcom. I highly recommend it. Fun for the whole family. And uh, I think I heard it from uh, Catherine from Flock of Nerds podcast. She was talking about it a while ago, and then I tweeted about it, and apparently her sister's on the show, which is really cool. And I think that show's awesome. Like, it's one of my uh, favorite sitcoms I've watched in a while, and I can't wait to watch more. It's not even over. I figured, I actually thought it was done, and I got through season five, because I usually watch, like, kind of like a show I can watch. It's kind of in the background. I'm still watching it. It's in the background while I cook or I do a chore or I'm busy with something. I can have some something on with some background noise. I was watching it like that quite a bit. And I watched a few episodes just chilling too. And I really enjoyed my time with it and uplifted me. It has very positive energy to it. And it's a great show. So that's about it for the show today. Uh, the Frantic Thoughts episode 102 is coming to a close. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, I look forward to continuing these podcasts into the future. I love you. And a uh, quick round of plugs here. Follow me on Twitter at Frantic Society. Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. I'm on Quicksave Club every month on the Cartridge Club feed occasionally do a cartridge club podcast i'm also on the cartridge club hangouts and i uh, said i'm going to do a blog and i haven't done it but that's frantic society at frantic society.wordpress.com and i think that's everything i do i'm probably forgetting something maybe i'm not sure i do too much stuff sometimes um i also i want to mention this if anybody is looking for somebody who does somewhat decent graphics for a project for youtube videos thumbnails anything feel free to hit me up i usually hook buddies up with free graphics all the time i love you guys i don't mind doing them i like doing graphics but if you want something done that's more like a clean design i'm not super like an illustrator i'm very good at putting designs together though so if you go to like the cartridge club youtube cartridge club twitter um my stuff my thumbnails are usually the most lazy of all the graphics i do surprisingly um so if you look at the thumbnails for all the cartridge club podcasts i do all those and i do all the promo images for the most part there's some i don't do and i did the drunk friend podcast logo and a few other things so if you guys want to get some graphic work done but for me i'm very fair i mean i'll do it for free usually if you're a friend um if it's a lot of work i'll charge you a little bit you know for my time but um if you're in if you need somebody that need, if you need help with any of that stuff let me know and uh i'm very uh cheap so 
I know I'm shilling my wares here a little bit, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you in a couple weeks here. Bye-bye.